Hello and welcome to the Animation Club podcast. This is a Q&A featuring Randy Boyum. Please note that these Q&As were recorded across 2020 and 2021 during the COVID-19 pandemic. We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast. Goodbye for now. Um, so yeah, uh, welcome Animation Club to another live Q&A. We've not done any for a while. We've got uh, Randy Boyum returning with us um, to talk to us. Um, just to, uh, as, as he reminded me that um, Randy's got a new computer and it may crash at some point. So if we lose him, he'll be back as soon as possible. Luckily, I figured out how to do screen sharing on this. So um, we're going to be showing a few of um, Randy's animations. And then, yeah, if it crashes, I will put one of those up for for. There you go. There That's we it. are. That's nice the way around it. Nice little Jeopardy moment. The music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little be right back. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, to start with, if, if you re- remind us about yourself, uh, so there might be some new people tuning in, and then we're um, today we're going to talk about your more, more about your seasonal uh, seasonal animations and the extinction of up. So, um, but if you, if you um, yeah, introduce okay. yourself first. I'm Randy Boyum. I'm a clay animator. I've been at it for over 30 years. I live in Denver, Colorado, USA, Northern Hemisphere, Earth, Solar System, Milky Way. I have done probably 50 projects over the last 30 years or so. Actually, over the last 20 years, I I, uh, started my own animation studio in my home 20 years ago, in uh, 21, I guess, in 2000. And uh, in that studio, I've done about 50 projects, um, probably 20 of them were for clients and the rest is just uh, my own nonsense, just for fun. And uh, a lot of that stuff that we were going to talk about today is is things I did. Well, actually, quite a few of them were, were uh, done. There was a greeting card online company called uh, HD Greetings. And that's why I wound up making a, a lot of this series of, of holiday greeting cards was uh, for them to, you know, post on their site and, and uh, sell for people to use. And actually quite a, the, quite a few of the pieces that I made were very popular on that site, but uh, it just it shut down eventually at some point. And so posted them all on YouTube and everybody can use and enjoy them how they wish. Uh, that answers one of the questions. That first questions I wrote down there was about um, how you came up with the ideas, or whether it was, as as you said, for some of the projects were your own personal playing around with animation. But so they were for the 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 website. Did they give you the brief, or did they just say this holiday make up your? I think they contacted me originally because they had uh, mostly. Um, 2D animation on their site and, and they were looking for some some clay animation and so I can't remember which one I did first though. I have to back and look through my my dates on all of my clips to see uh which one I did first. But uh I did I did the, the birthday butler, which is is one, the main one that I did for them that they used the most. Um but then I did a, a Halloween piece and then a whole series of, of winter pieces which were used for Christmas and New Year's and also winter birthdays for people who had a birthday in, in winter months mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I shot you know a, a series of them that then I would use the best clip 
over and over again and just change the graphics, you know, uh, Happy New Year or, or Merry Christmas or Happy Birthday. And uh, just just reused the same clip over and over with a different graphic. Um, like the, the little boy would slide up to the camera and as he got closer, he held a sign, boom, that he slapped into the camera that said happy birthday or, or whatever the card was. So. Brilliant. What I'll do is I will show I'll show the birthday butler because that's I think that's one of my favorite ones. So I'll, uh, I'll share screen and show that one for everyone to see. And, and if they haven't had a chance to check out any of these these pieces, uh, I had it loaded up somewhere. There it is. Um, if no one's checked these out yet, definitely have a look at the at these online and the rest of your work. But um, I will share screen and stop talking now. And yeah. Oh, no. I um, thought I'd figured it out. Good day there. I'm Jen. I've been hired to bring you this gift I've acquired. But first, I must say a grand happy birthday to you who are greatly admired. In just a short while, I will find you and quietly slip up behind you to present you this sash and this big bag of cash. Come looking for me and I'll blind you. Happy birthday. <laughs> James seems nice. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's an idea of the uh, the birthday card. One works and then there's the as you said there's loads of different ones on there and lots of festive ones um was that your voice for for james and butler as yeah well? i was faking an accent i don't know if it worked but no no it worked because yeah. <laughs> I, I remember on the last um q a you said you do a lot of the voices yourself but it's yeah good to hear that sometimes it's nice to watch things and think that's definitely them and then think oh have they put a voice on there i'm not sure so yeah Quite interesting to to hear um i'll just say hello to michael uh, he's not asking a question but he's new to the group so um yeah michael um so the animation club is usually at tape we've sometimes done online things and this is one of them which is a, a live q a and um, so if you've got any questions about animation uh for randy uh he does uh as, as we say uh claymation you can see all those figures behind behind him and and yeah um feel free to ask some questions um so um I'm trying to think of anything else with the uh, I'll, I'll show you and i'll just show another one and then um another one of my favorite ones um oh i'm doing it again i'm pressing the wrong button <laughs> it's like It's okay, son. Just let me pull myself together. <laughs> oh, another one. There we are. Oh, no. Press the wrong button now. <laughs> there we are. Back. Um, they're brilliant. They're short but effective, aren't they? The um, that one. Yeah. 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 That's another one of my favourite ones. That, I think that. I'm wondering now if that might have been the very first one I shot. I, I uh, hmm. can't remember, but I I actually uh, posted that there was a stuck footage house here in denver and i uh posted that footage there and uh lo and behold it'd been there for a uh i don't know six months or something and then all of a sudden i got a big check from that place and somebody had uh used purchased and used the footage in japan 
so I, I don't know that they have Father's Day and I don't think they would have used English. So I, I'm, I've always been very curious to know what somebody used that for. Yeah. Right? I can't even <laughs> imagine. But it was a, it was a nice little payday just out of the blue. It, it showed up. So <laughs> a nice kind of surprise. Brilliant. And I noticed in that one as well, that's got one of your sort of camera, what was the word I was looking for? One of your uh, camera moves, which although it looks simple as is, is quite awkward to do in, in stop motion. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have thought of doing a camera move in that short scene, but it works really well. Well, thank you. I, um, a lot of the times when I, most people would just cut I, I, for some reason, my, my brain seems to go to, I need to do a camera move here first and just yeah. get there real quick. And, and, uh, I think it adds a little personality to the, to yeah. the look of the piece. So you can definitely see your personality and uh, get a sense of your personality from your work. I notice this with a lot of, of great animators is when you're watching their stuff and you can watch a lot of it side by side and you can see the you because you're obviously you're acting through the puppets it doesn't matter if they're doing something completely different you're acting through them and you can see yeah you can get your personality through them and you can tell it's like a randy boyan animation which is it's great I, i've had a couple of times over the years uh some other real simple clean kind of you know short and cute little thing has come out and i've had people say oh d you did this didn't you i'm like no yeah. <laughs> I, I did not but I could see how they could see that because it, it, yeah. it kind of had this this uh, very simple but quick and clean sort of look that I, I like. Yeah. So. It's quite good that things can seem, sometimes it's, I find, especially with like my drawing, for example, sometimes simpler things are harder to do because it's, it's easier to see the imperfections in things. So your characters, or they're, they're sort of simplified uh, human figures there if you were to mess anything up it would be really obvious if that makes sense um yeah i'm trying to think about it it's like the uncanny valley thing that they say about if um if you go too close to something being realistic looking then your brain starts to yeah uh focus crosses the line into creepy <laughs> yeah exactly and yeah. yours has got a really good style that you can see in that um yeah yeah I don't know where I'm trying, how I'm trying to work this. I'm <laughs> terrible at, uh, at the moment with this sort of, but yeah, it was a compliment in there somewhere. Um, uh, Michael says that he likes uh, this this kind of humour because um, he grew up with the likes of Laurel and Hardy. So he's uh, uh, is that is that something that you you've watched Laurel and Hardy stuff? Uh, um, yeah, I mean that's a little before my time, but occasionally I, you know, when I was a kid, uh, watching yeah. old reruns of, of Laurel and yeah. Hardy. What um, would be your sort of inspiration for your works? What kind of things would inspire your sort of sense of humor and style of? I, I do, uh, to quote Steve Martin, I like stupid humor. And mm. so <laughs> anything that's just like overtly obvious, so obvious yeah. it's not obvious that, you know, yeah. I, I guess. I, like a kayaks to the max, uh, to the max is uh, a yeah. good example of that. But, uh... Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I was just wondering. I actually, um, if you can, why don't you show the? Yeah. Uh, I think it's currently called Autumn Falls. It's the Halloween piece. Oh yes, yeah. Because uh, that's coming up here in you know a couple yeah. of weeks or whatever. So, of course, that's appropriate. Here we are. Um, 
see if we can do this right this time. There we go. Autumn has swept across the land. The air is crisp. The leaves are falling. The harvest is complete. This can only mean one thing. Happy Halloween. Oh, there we are. That and with good. that, everyone dropped off the air. Uh... <laughs> that still gets one though because i keep uh i keep forgetting when it's gonna happen oh yeah I, I i'm always curious to know if it actually gets to people or not i mean i know it's yeah. happened, i've always known it's never startled me but um when i first finished that one and then i sent it over to jennifer at at uh hd greetings mm. she she was like oh my gosh i i was so not expecting that and, and it really <laughs> nailed her i guess and so i love just love hearing that because that was the point you know but yeah, I've got those characters sitting right oh, here. <clears throat> and uh, this little guy is just a head. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> nothing else to him. And in the back, just to make him go up and down, I just made a stack of these these little you know pieces of foam core. And the, the, the top piece is, is just his head. And then I just raised and lowered him by removing the, the pieces in the you know in the stack there i lost one so now he's going to be a little lower yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that and then of course the screamy monster which has no name i never did name this character but the favorite my favorite thing about him is his six fingers on each hand i just ah, yeah. i've never done that with any other character and he moves awfully fast in the piece so i don't know if anybody notices but uh i, I didn't tell you said but maybe yeah. someone will yeah. I, I really dig his his six fingered hands just because you know it's funny too because his he's got a gap there in his smile where he's missing a tooth and that happened halfway through that piece so when you see him earlier he's got the tooth and then when he comes back at the end the tooth is missing and I don't know where it went it just vanished from the middle of shooting it's not so, in the leaves is it? it's not in the pile of leaves it, it <laughs> may have been in the the, the the rest of it I mean this was a you know, a, a built structure, but then there was a lot of leaves that were just lying loose all around and it very easily could have it's, just fallen. Um, yeah. How have you made the leaves on, on that piece? Is, is that plasticine as well? or <laughs> Not at all. These leaves, I, I was walking through a craft store and I saw a, you know, fake, it was, it was for an autumn, you know, decoration in your home, but it's these mm. awesome tiny little leaves and uh it's they're just they're cloth or you know plastic of some kind and literally they are the reason this piece exists because i was walking through and i went oh my gosh those are the coolest tiny leaves for fall and i bought this it was a big branch thing you know that had a whole bunch of them on it and uh i bought it just to have just to you know i went i love these leaves i can do something with them and that is literally why this piece exists is simply because i stumbled across this awesome set of autumn leaves i'm the i'm the same i can walk through somewhere and go that would make a good animation or i like that and then it yeah. for me though it sits sits in a in the cupboard for a while and like hopefully i'll be making some animations with some of this stuff i find okay. <laughs> anything that's like miniature is like right that's going in the uh animation oh, yeah. Room. <laughs> oh yeah yeah and what would, what would be your favorite uh of the greetings cards seasonal things that you've made uh, probably birthday butler, I guess it, it seemed to have the most uh, involved in it. But uh, 
I do like a lot of the the little inner tube uh, pieces, and uh, and of those, I would say the dog. I'm trying to remember which. The Winter Wonder Dog. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I can't remember the, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, it's it, it's. Uh, and I can't even remember if it's. I think. It's, 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 <laughs> Sorry, it's uh, started before I. Yep. <laughs> It's, uh, I, I love the with the sliding ones. You've got the timing, brilliant for the um, a, the inner tube. Yeah, inner tube. There we go. Is uh, yeah, the timing's brilliant for going up and a bit of delay coming down. Is yeah. Thank you. Really yeah, cool. that that set was uh, really cool and really fun to build. I, I I love doing those because they they didn't take a whole lot of time to animate because I'm just grabbing the thing and moving it. I got the dog sitting right here. <laughs> that little dog he's uh trying to think when i did these probably it's probably about 15 years ago that i did these and so all these characters get a little dusty but pretty much all the characters are in the last position they were in when they exited the frame i mean i had no reason to continue animating any of them and so almost every character that i've got you know there's a few exceptions or I, I i moved stuff but uh for the most part, everything is in the last final position. And so this was the way he looked as he was tubing away from the camera and slid out. And so that's quite interesting to hear as well. The um that they're sort of frozen in the in the final positions there. Yeah. Yeah. And there this is the boy. <laughs> and I can't remember which piece I did last with him, but uh Dusty Dusty or also Dusty. Um, are they all still like malleable? Because I know that um, plasticine can sort of go solid over time. And is that plasticine quite a good one? <laughs> it's it's excellent. I've got characters. I mean, I'm not really sure which one is oldest here. Probably one of these uh, Star Trek things. I did a, an ad for Starfest in um, Denver here in 2002. So this character is 19 years old and still just as soft as 19 years ago this is kirk right. james who just came back from space yesterday uh, uh, ah yes oh i, I <laughs> thought he was i don't know why i thought he'd be up there a little bit longer but he's been hey, up yeah. there i like the um there was a lot of people posting online that they should all dress up as the planet of the apes <laughs> yeah uh, for when he comes back that was funny. <laughs> that's a funny meme yeah that'd be hilarious I just saw this one this morning. If you're familiar with Star Trek, there was somebody who had painted a, a goatee on him. Mm. And it, it said he returned from the evil universe, you know, as <laughs> one of the shows in Trek. So it was pretty good. Yeah. Funny. Brilliant. Um, sorry. So uh, we, we covered some of those. So um, what else we were going to talk about um, is uh, the extinction of Up. Ah. So it's recently been in, in another festival. Um, I've forgotten the name of it now. What was the other festival it's been part of? Uh, this... The one that I got to go to for the first yeah. time was the Grand Junction Film Festival, which is a, a small city on the other side of Colorado. It's like 30 miles from Utah. Mm. It's, it's, it's pop over the hills type thing. It's about a four hour drive. But uh, I used to live there. That's where I graduated from high school. And so I was really excited to actually get into that film festival and to go to it because uh, I, I finished the film Extinction of Up 
in March of 2020, right when everything shut down. And mm -hmm. at that time, I started submitting it to a whole bunch of film festivals and very excited about the notion of being able to actually sit in a theater and watch something I made in front of a, a big crowd because I, I never get to experience that. You know, I post stuff online and I get click, like, click, like, and that's about it. And, and what I really want is a focus group. I want, I want to know what worked, you know, was this funny? I think it's funny, but I, I don't even know. And so, uh, couldn't believe it right after I finished making that film, the world shut down. And I, I submitted to all these festivals and I got into a whole bunch of them, including the Denver International Film Festival. And uh, it was all online. I sat right here in this chair watching all these film festivals, wondering what people were thinking, you know. And so it was uh, really, really cool to go to this, this live festival and sit in a theater. And my other concern was, how will the quality hold up when you take something that's normally this big and blow it up on this massive screen, but look great. I was thrilled. I couldn't believe it, but um, it was in a, an actual very nice theater. It was in the theater that I saw star Wars in, in 1977 when it first came out. And so that was cool, but uh, probably a thousand seat theater with a balcony and everything. And uh, there was, I would guesstimate about 60 people there. So, Kind of, kind of empty looking when you spread them out over, you know, all those seats. Yeah. But it was still really cool, and and I actually could hear people laughing, and they laughed at a couple spots that I couldn't figure out why they were laughing, and <laughs> a couple times they didn't laugh when I I thought it was obviously hilarious, but uh, yeah. you know, it, it was just a really cool experience. And I sat about halfway down, and literally one person sat in front of us, and uh, everybody else was behind us, so. I actually took my phone and right when the, the, the thing started, I hit record video and then I, I uh, sat like this with the phone over my shoulder, pointing back to the audience to see if I could actually record and, and, and get the audience. I didn't want to turn around and just stare at everybody watching my phone. <laughs> and so I was like, well, maybe I can get a little of this. And it, it was, it, it sort of worked. Of course, it's really dark footage. <laughs> but the two main people that I could see only about four rows back, these two women were sitting next to each other and they were the only two people I could see clearly, but they were wearing masks for uh, virus, you know? Yeah. And so I couldn't actually see their reactions really well because their half their face yeah. was covered. It was just like crazy. But um, at the end, you know, they kept leaning towards each other and whispering to each other during, during the, the, the shorts and, and, uh, they applauded wildly at the end. So, you know, I got, I got a hint of, of what that's like. So I have, uh, since that festival, I've gotten into four more festivals with that, that short. And another one of them is here in Colorado. It's in a tiny little town. You drive up out of Boulder about half an hour and, and, uh, it's called Netherland. And, uh, that's, that's coming up relatively soon. Uh, when is it October, November 6th. And so, uh, I'm definitely going to go up and see that. But, you know, I mean, I think if 60 people showed up, it'd be a packed house. I, I think yeah. in the size of the place that it'll be shown, I, I think. I, I honestly don't know what their venue is like. It's, I think it's like a little community center or something, and there'll probably be a bunch of folding chairs and a little tripod screen or something. But it's still, you know, kind of fun to, to go do something like that. I was going to say, have you had it over, you know, any overseas festivals? Yeah, I've entered quite a few um, right off the top of my head. I can't remember if I actually got into any 
over over there yet. I, I just recently entered another one too, and I didn't wonder if I can see this list if it's right here. Oh, I've got my list. Uh, it is the newest one I did. Oh, there's one called Sunday Shorts that I oh, just okay. entered a couple days ago. And, I, that one, but yeah. Yeah. I entered the European Short Film Festival, which is in Berlin. I entered that a while ago. I haven't heard from those. <laughs> I entered one in the UK called Lion Film Festival, for which I was not selected. Uh, I entered another one in Portugal, which uh, I have not yet heard from. So there's there's been a few of them that uh, yeah. I, I've submitted for over there, but I don't know that I've actually gotten into any of them over there yet. Maybe, maybe uh, my English isn't good enough. <laughs> Is it maybe maybe the humor doesn't translate well? <laughs> maybe, although I, 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 you know they're just typing, so yeah, so it should be. Um, <laughs> The um, uh, before, before I was going to say something else, but before I go on, uh, the reaction I played it for the animation club last week ahead of uh, of the Q and A, and um, oh. <laughs> the moment where they said about no bones and thumbs, and he just looks at his thumb and it just they just they, they all went the thumbs. Where's this? <laughs> just, that was quite a good reaction from them for well, that one. But. That's nice. That's that's cool to hear. I uh, yeah, I I. I wondered about that I, as I was animating it. I'm like, this is really kind of creepy, but I guess that's the point. But, uh, you know, I, I, uh, want to make sure people could see it clearly, you know? Yeah. So. No, then very, <laughs> brilliant. So, uh, as you say about some festivals are in no, and some you haven't heard back from, what would you say, sort of say roughly how many do you reckon that you've, how many have you applied uh, put your film forward to and how many do you think you've oh um, i have submitted to 104 festivals mm -hmm. i have gotten selected for 22 of them three of those have won best animation okay. uh one of them was a finalist and then so far i've gotten about 54 no get out of our face so yeah. you know i'm i'm running according to film freeway i'm running at like 28 percent acceptance which is a thing it's a number okay yeah. i just thrilled i've gotten into 22 film festivals so far so that's that's very cool that's the yeah best and, way to take it as well because yeah. i know that a lot of people are thinking about uh trying to uh, get into festivals with their work or i think they love the idea of in future getting their work into festivals and i thought yeah. it would be quite nice to cover that well, but yeah taking that you've got in is a is a good way around yeah yeah and um a lot of them are really expensive and a lot of them are cheap to free there's quite a few of them that are actually free uh to to submit to <laughs> but i had not been in a, a film festival for uh, 25 years now i guess it was in 96. Mm -hmm. um fast food was in a film festival in California I, I submitted to and back then you just had to you know put your film on a VHS tape and mail it off and you know maybe you'll hear who knows um, and so because of that I never really I mean I've had more films over the years I've made that I probably could have submitted to festivals but it was such a hassle and mm -hmm. um, then you know once internet came along and all this I uh, haven't really had another one that I felt you know, was worthy of, of submitting to festivals. Um, 
having been in a lot of festivals and seen a lot of the films they've selected, I'm realizing, oh yeah, some of the some of the films mm -hmm. I made would have done just fine in festivals, but stumbling across this you know website film freeway i mean you upload your film one time and then you can browse i think they've got like ten thousand film festivals well maybe it's only three thousand but there's thousands of festivals and it's just a couple of clicks bam 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 and you've submitted to another festival and so they made it really easy and it, it's great and so that's really the only reason i've been able to to do that um they might have been having to mail out a flash drive or a dvd or whatever of, of this i I wouldn't have gotten much done at all. So being able to go click, click, click and enter something is, is a very cool thing. And I've done that many times. I think that's going to make a, a lot of difference because uh, that in the past has been the kind of thing that's put me off is the, mm. the hassle of trying to get through into festivals. Um, but yeah. now it is a lot easier to, yeah. as you say, just to click and you can at least send it off and see where we can go from there. Absolutely. I think uh, although it is nicer to have chance to go to the festivals it has been quite good to be able to access the festivals in like a hybrid situation um going online has been quite useful um yeah especially for myself having the kids i've, I've missed out on a lot of festivals not that not that it's their fault but <laughs> there's a lot of festivals like oh great that's back oh no but then seeing that you can access it online has made it a big difference to that i think it yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's been kind of cool too for, you know, festivals that I got into that were halfway across the country or whatever. I wouldn't have gone. And so to be able to, to watch them online has been cool. Mm -hmm. That and I've done, I don't know, probably eight or nine uh, Zoom interviews, Q&As with the festival directors and stuff. And the, the very first one I was in was called Mountain Shadow Film Festival. And it was, or Shadow Mountain, Mountain Shadow, I think, I don't know, I think it's Shadow Mountain, in Walnut Creek, California, and they actually just had, one day, the festival ran, They it was like a movie theater, they played the, the show twice, and then after each one, there was a live Q&A, which was very cool, and that was the very first one I got into, and I was like, oh, maybe this will be kind of neat as far as how the all the festivals will do this online stuff. And literally, that's been the only one I did that was a live Q&A. But I, for, you know, about eight others, they did do a, a Q&A ahead of time where mm. uh, be before the festival, a few days or whatever, you know, each each festival, the, the films are in, in blocks, you know, there's like six films in this block and yours is in. So they would have all six filmmakers in a Zoom uh, room and they, they'd uh, just interview us, you know, they'd ask. Usually, almost all of them were two questions. They'd ask one question of every uh, filmmaker and then go back and, and go through the list again. So uh, then then they recorded those, and they've all been tied to the end of the block of films. When you go online to that festival, you watch this block of films. Stay tuned. Here's the you know filmmaker interviews at the end. And so that's been kind of a cool thing. You know, I've uh, been having fun with this Zoom stuff, so... I have to get better at the Zoom side of things, as you were saying before. This one's a bit yeah. become a bit more of a hassle. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Um, so the extinction of up. Um, where did the so how how did that start out as a piece? Is that so that's that's one of your own projects? Um, yeah. Uh, how did the sort of idea? Oh, there we are. There's the uh, teenagers with the no thumbs. I got to turn them around here. 
Okay, here they are. Tilt them back so you can actually see their faces. Um, I I was out I, I for years, five, six, seven years. I, you know, as as these smartphones have become more prevalent, I've I've been making jokes to people, just casual comments. You know, I'd, I'd say you know it, within a very short period of time, a couple generations, people will no longer be able to look up. I mean, they're just you know going to be like this, and their their necks literally won't do that. And I said, and everybody's thumbs are going to become long and pointy. And so um, one day, it, it was May 3rd, 2019. I was sitting in my car at a stoplight, and I watched this guy who walked up. It was a glorious day, you know, total blue sky, Colorado sky. It's, it's just mind-blowing. And saw this, this guy standing and staring at his phone, and I watched the light change, the walk signal, and he you know barely noticed it and walked across the street and his his head never went up i mean he was just to this phone and i'm like well, why can't you take 30 seconds to look at the day that you're you know part of here but um it was that day that i thought oh this this jokey thing i've been talking about where your neck and the thumbs and all that stuff might make an interesting little film and uh so i i it was that was the day, uh, May 3rd, 2019, that, that I thought of the idea. About an hour later, I came up with another idea involving phones and an app. And that idea is a book that I'm writing. And it was literally the same day, like an hour apart, I came up with these two ideas. And that day, I went home and started writing this book. Just I'm like, OK, I got to get some of these you know, notions down. And I wrote the first seven pages of it. And then I set it aside for a year and I started working on, on the extinction of up. And I was like, OK, well, I really want to write this, but I really want to make this short film, too. And uh, I, I knew it would take me a while to write the film or I'm sorry, to, to shoot the film. And so I, I just set aside the idea of writing anything until I got through through making the film. And uh, it only it took me about six months in total to put together the set, the characters and, and, you know, the script and then and get it all done. But it was one year and three days later when I actually had finished the film and, and you know, was involved in, in doing the festivals and stuff that I got back to writing. And frankly, since I shot The Extinction of Up, I haven't shot, shot a single frame of animation because I've been writing. And so that's what I've been working on for a year and a half. And I'm about halfway through now. I'm at like 55,000 words that I've written so far for this book, page uh, 160 or something. I, 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 that was on, on my list of questions. I was going to ask how the writing was going, because I remember from last time you'd said uh, that you were doing a bit of writing. It, it, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's, it's a struggle. I've never done such a thing before. Um, but... Uh, it, it makes me so happy. I mean, I just laugh and just come up with the weirdest things. And this is a very fun and strange story, like most everything I do. And so um, I have no idea if anybody on this planet will ever read it. I have no idea how the process works. I've never written a book before. And I don't know. I mean, you know, you can self-publish now online. But I hear there's a lot of downside to that. But there's a lot of upside to it as well. And uh, trying to get the attention of a publisher when you're a first-time writer is a, a really difficult thing to do. So mm -hmm. I, I'm not really sure yet how, how that will proceed once I 
get to a point where I need to, you know, investigate that. I've become a member of a lot of Facebook groups that have to do with writing, writers helping writers and the writers forum and things like that. And so I just scroll through those a lot and read what everybody else, you know, a lot of people are asking the questions that I will have, you know, in another year or whenever it is that I've managed to finish getting this down. But uh, I've got pretty much got the story outlined. I, it's just writing the details takes takes quite a bit of time, but I am having a ball doing it. So, and eventually right. I'll I'll get back to animation, but I'm not sure when. Well, hopefully this computer won't die too much, and then you can get because <laughs> I know you were having issues with the computer as well last time. Um, yeah. yeah, and actually I took I took it into the shop, and I thought they fixed it, and no, they they didn't fix it. <laughs> and I haven't taken it back in yet. I, I I've been meaning to, but been too busy writing. I'm gonna show uh, another short video of yours. Um, it's it's the uh, this little old stage. So it's um, getting the stage. Yeah, so going through all of your uh, years of animating and um, oh. uh, and then preparing the stage ready for extinction of up. So I thought I'd show sure. show that one. That's quite all a nice right. clip. Um, Although it has never left the small room where it was built 20 years ago, this little old four by six. Um, I, I do always love seeing the behind the scenesy things that you've been creating, um, especially that with uh, I know that we've covered it before with the pouring of the uh, liquid plasticine onto onto everything. It's just really effective. And yeah, yeah, it saves a lot of time, but it's crazy hot. It's like French fries; yeah. you do not want to touch it. But yeah, it is amazing to in just that short video to look through it, as you say, all of those various stages that it's been and, and it's it's great to think that each of those animations are and that that, uh, that you can make a, a little world anywhere. Um, yeah. yeah. That was one of the things that, that appealed to me about animation was being able to make a whole world in a very small space, you know, and mm. I don't have to harass my friends to be in my movie if I'm shooting down at the park or, you know, whatever and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I was like into filmmaking and realized if I wanted to ever get anything done without harassing other people, I'm going to need to do animation. And I always loved clay animation. So I, I just uh, practiced a whole lot and kept going. So it's great. And it's nice. Um, a nice thing that I noticed in there as well is there's obviously the clip for a uh, uh, still from um, Blue Jays, which was the cardboard, not cardboard, the sort of silhouette yeah. uh, cut out animation. Um, and it's what's really nice to see with as, a, as an example of, of how you can do things is you've got, as I say, this specific style of things you can tell your characters uh, and, and the claymation, but then you do like to just every now and again, just go, I might try that for a change. And as, same as you're doing now with the writing is going, I'm going to give that a go as well. And, and also as animation as in general, as you say, you're into filmmaking. Um, what other roles in filmmaking do you do or have you done? <clears throat> well, I, I, for, as a real job, I've, I've been in video production for 30 years as well and uh, have done you know, it's mostly corporate work. I, you know, I, I, I'm a cameraman. I run live cameras at corporate events where you're in a, in a ballroom in a hotel, there's a giant screen up front and some guy on stage at a podium going blah, blah, blah. And 
I'm the guy in the back of the room running the camera trying to stay awake in the dark while they talk about accounting or, or whatever they're talking about, you know. Um, a lot of the shows are really big and flashy and, and very entertaining. And actually, I've gotten to to uh, uh, be a cameraman for a lot of bigger events that had had you know big name you know entertainers and comedians and and uh, th things like that. And so a lot of that's been very fun. But for the most part, those you know don't come along all that often, and it's just just kind of dry corporate corporate stuff. But uh, I did in 1996 through that company. I made two one-hour episodes of a, a children's television show aimed at deaf kids. And mm -hmm. so we actually had a, a, a script and a whole cast of people that, that uh, some of them could speak, some of them, or I mean could hear, some of them couldn't. But the whole thing was done in, in sign language. <laughs> and uh, that was a, a fascinating and incredibly cool uh, um, project to be a part of. And I even made a little clay animation character that did sign language um, named Sir Andrew. It, uh, the, the woman who was behind the whole project had a deaf son named Andrew. And she was frustrated. He was only like two or three years old at the time. And mm -hmm. that was the whole reason the project came about was because she, she was frustrated that there wasn't anything aimed for deaf children that young. Yeah. You know? Uh, um, I mean, there was some stuff out there that had sign language, but uh, uh, it was all American Sign Language, ASL, which is kind of an abbreviated uh, sign language. And um, there's something called C-S-E-E, -E, which stands for Signed Exact English. And okay. that is what they prefer to teach very young deaf children so that they understand the word the is is inserted in a lot of sentences for various reasons and and in american sign language it's a very abbreviated they use the main words only to get their point across and of course you know deaf adults understand that and know but as a toddler and, and a very young you know kids kind of need to learn c mm. so they understand all these other words that are in the sentences that that aren't part of you know use in in regular a asl <laughs> so that's what the, the program it was called see me sing and see the word was s period e period it was an acronym for sight exact english and uh it was a really cool project that took us quite a while to to get through these uh, couple episodes and that was like i say back in 96 that was quite quite some time ago but I, I had this awesome little character who's in the other room. He's standing in my studio, but named Sir Andrew and named after the, the child who the, the whole thing was uh, created. But they, they lived in a castle or, you know, they visited a castle and that had big block, gray blocks. And at one point they, they knock on one of the blocks and the, the, it opens and it's hollow inside. And here's this little room where Sir Andrew lives inside the castle walls. And he would say hello and, and do sign language and, and talk to the kids and stuff. So it was a very cool, very fun project. And that's the reason <clears throat> my piece, The Boy Who Cried Wolf, mm. was one of my shorts on my channel. It's a minute and a half long. That was made for that, that piece. And actually, it doesn't have sign language in it, but there was a, a the main character, Princess Jama, this little girl, sang the song, which you hear in that video, but in in the show she was up in the corner um in a little window doing the sign language while she was singing that that piece so that was very cool 
we were kind of hoping it would continue and become a series, but there were issues with the sign language as far as uh, being officially correct. I mean, you know, in a half hour show or, or they were like 40 minutes long or so, they, they discovered a few mistakes that we didn't catch while we were filming. And that created a huge problem and, and it kind of squashed the, the momentum of the show. And even though we had someone on site on while we were filming, confirming, yes, that's the correct sign language for that sentence. And, yeah. and even though we had that, there's, there's some conflict within the deaf community as to what is perfect and what is accurate and which sign should be used. And there's a lot of, you know, button heads and stuff. And so that, that whole thing, Made the two shows and they were great shows, but uh, didn't really didn't really continue after that. So, oh well, it's a shame. But there's yeah. there's a lot of that kind of thing in children's TV now. With yeah. uh, I think it's Macaton, which is I'm guessing would be more like the abbreviated. So a Macaton's like, have you heard of Mister Tumble? I, I think I've heard the name. I don't. I'm not familiar. Yeah, is is on the the children's TV over here. He's quite popular um he dresses as he's called justin fletcher i believe yeah but justin fletcher and then he dresses as a uh, as a clown called mr tumble but he do, he always speaks with the macaton so it's like the very basic sort of like smile or uh, and then names like uh, yeah i can't i don't know any of it but but um i actually learned of, quite a lot of sign language while working on it and i've forgotten all of it yeah. thank you that's yeah that's the one i know thank you, you. <laughs> But yeah, he, he sort of he's still speaking and doing things, but a lot of it is involved still doing Macaton at the same time. And they're fantastic, but that might be a way forward for something like that, which is a combination of uh, of things. And uh, something I found, we did a Q and A with um, Merlin uh, Merlin Crossham from Ardman Animations. He's actually the voice of Morph at the moment. Um, but I didn't realise that the um, Morph is also aimed at uh, deaf children as well. So the oh. way Morph speaks is he speaks like a deaf person would speak. Um, so I'm trying to think of how he words it. He sort of slows things down. And so the, the, so I'll have to refresh how he, how he said it now in the Q&A. But he's, um, he basically said that when he does the voice of Morph, he slows things down and speaks as if a deaf person would speak. And then they just speed that up a little bit in Morph so that you can sort of make, get the gist of what he's saying. But wow. um, yeah, it's, it was, I, I mean, I, I never knew that, but yeah, apparently that's how, that's why he speaks the way he does. It's not just funny little noises. It's, uh, oh, okay. Which was great. But yeah, is it shows cool. that there's, there's quite a nice, yeah, there's still more opportunity for that kind of thing to be yeah. incorporated into work, which is great. And it'd be great to try and do that some some of that here because um, the way we work here as well is that kind of thing as well, trying to be all inclusive with yeah. everything. So, um, Sir Andrew right. notably was the only character I believe that I've ever made that had five fingers. I mean, there's the one with yeah. six. Everybody else has just got the you know cartoon four. Yeah. Four or whatever but uh sir andrew had to have all his fingers because of the sign language that he was doing and oddly enough the people who were judging all the sign language in the whole show they were like sir andrew's fine everything he did was absolutely perfect but you know i i had that guy actually yeah. videotape 
the lines for Sir Andrew, and I watched them very carefully and duplicated them for faithfully, you know, to make sure uh, the sign language was correct. So that was that was really cool, actually, to be able to do sign language and animation, because a lot of the times it's just like actors or anybody standing on a stage. It's hard to know what to do with your hands. You know, you're mm. standing there and, you know, you, you, you cross your arms, you, you know, fold your hand. You know, what do you do with your hands? Well, when you're doing sign language, you got plenty of stuff to do with your hands. And yeah. so that's kind of cool. It, you know, keeps them busy. So yeah, that was fun. That's, um sounds fun and as you say, challenging to try and keep that right. Um, there's um if if you haven't seen it there's a an animation by Barry Purvis who we've done a Q&A with before as well yeah. uh, and he did an animation when he was over in Russia they they had a series that they were trying to aim towards uh children and uh, and young young adults about um different composers and he got to do Tchaikovsky and yeah. he's got a puppet that's a silicon model but he's managed to make him He's doing an air piano, so he's sort yeah. of uh, the way it is that he's like on stage and he's like um, going through his life and things, um, and he just occasionally does a bit of air piano, but he manages to get all the all the notes right. I think he yeah. said he he made like a mock piano and put it up, and then did his fingers and stuff, oh, and okay. or something like that. Um, yeah, which was again, if you if you get a chance to watch that, it's uh, just called Tchaikovsky. By Barry Purvis, and and yeah, the piano movement on that is is fantastic. I have seen that piece a couple of times, and actually, I watched it probably about four or five months ago. Again, I was like, oh, I came across it again, and I remember being blown away by that because I play the piano, and I was noticing that yeah. he got it right. You know, I was like, oh, that's fantastic. very cool. <laughs> yeah, I that's that's some some work and some thought went into that. Yeah. So, oh yes, it's a fantastic animator as well. Uh, Barry, yeah. um, as I say, he's been on a Q and A with us before now, and hopefully we'll get him back again soon because he's recently finished another piece uh, that he's been working on. Another animation. Hmm? An animation. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. done another animation, another animated short film uh, himself, and I have no idea what it is. I think he's put a lot of hints on Facebook about what it is, but I don't know enough about <laughs> who he's doing it about to to get yeah. what he's. Yeah, so, uh, I, I'm friends with him on Facebook as well, and, and but he's always posting about the acting stuff that he does and the show yeah. and stuff. And so I hadn't really noticed uh, an animation yeah, from him. Put, uh, yeah, there's a few few bits that he's put. There's a set that he's done with lots of the set looks like a full size set, and it's got lots of picture frames, okay. blank picture frames. That's to do with the animation, um, all those sorts of posts. So that's yeah, it'd be interesting to see where. Yeah. What comes of that? And yeah, chat to him about that as well. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Um, cool. uh, sorry, I think we're coming to the to the end of it now already. It's um, wow. flown wow. by. <laughs> That's great. Um, do you have time? Do you have time to play the the Wham? Uh, yes. Ad. So, let me find that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the full? Was that the full thing there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thirty-second spot. Yeah, um, that one was really fun to do, but it was it was quick. I mean, uh, uh, I had I eighteen days from the phone call till handing over final footage. Wow. Yeah, and uh, these are the characters from that. There's that little pumpkin at the end there. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I've mounted these all onto this display. Looks like Godzilla's mouth fell off, but oh. <laughs> laying there on the on the ground. But and and I actually had this Frogman piece prior. It it was in the the kayak film that. Oh I yes, yes, yeah. And uh, when decided they wanted three, you know, Wolfman, Godzilla, Frankenstein, and they were like, and we need some other monster. And I'm like, well, I got this guy, you know. So they went went ahead and and used that for for uh, this little ad. But uh, I I've always enjoyed that particular spot i think it was kind of yeah. fun to put together it was, it was very stressful because the the deadline was crazy but mm. at the same time i mean there's a big chunk of, of not a whole lot of motion going on in there and that was filmed right when uh, american idol was becoming huge yeah and so the uh you know the little frogman was of course simon mm. yeah <laughs> and so and and me just going next you know was, <laughs> It's um, it, it is interesting what can be created in in a short deadline as well. Um, one of my friends here always commented on how fast I can create some animations for uh, workshops and things. If I'm just trying to show off how how animation works and just trying to show little things happening and just and then when you get to a project and go, oh, it's going to take this long. It's like really, but it's like yeah, and that's <laughs> that's that's trying to be quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, Paul Mold Mold. Devana says to it's a great interview and thanks us both. Hi Paul. Nice. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll wrap it up there already, but I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll speak to you again in the future. And um uh before we do go, I would like to say um with um regarding film festivals, we're looking at hoping to do one here at some point. So I'm I'm sure your film will get in if you submit it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um we, yeah, um, yeah, we're hoping to do a small one in February, maybe, but then uh, a bigger thing in the summer. So we'll let you know, and okay. that'd be great to have. Well, uh, have I, one I kind of doubt I'll have anything new before then, but you know what? No, no, no. Go through my channel, tell me what you want, I'll send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, thank you. We'll definitely show Extinction up, and then we can have like a little playlist. Cool. On the go as well. That's great. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, I'll, I'll finish up the live now. Thank you very much for joining us again. Um, I know it's early. You can start your day and I can go home and finish finish mine now. So There you go. Uh, yeah, Steve Fenner says it's been very interesting. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Steve has uh, recently started doing some animations himself, so um, I'm glad he's tuned in uh, to see this. You got it. Yeah, fantastic. Right, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll um, end this so we can get going. Thank you very much. Uh, that's that's the, the people trying to get in the building. That is. Oh. Um, <laughs> Thought you had a new um, song. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll end this now. And bye, everyone. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this Q and A podcast. We would like to thank Randy Boyum for speaking to us and the Animation Club for their hard work. We hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast. Goodbye.